Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Ox Me Later. Ice in the cup, you already know what it is. And tonight I have a returning guest, the Don Stefan from the Divine Pu- the Divine Council Podcast. What's good, bro? What's up, man? What's up, man? Happy to be here. Hey, bro. I'm glad to have you back, man. For sure, for sure. Glad to have you back, man. Before we get into what we're talking about today and everything, I just, you know, I asked my, I asked bro and everything, and I was like, bro, we, we got to get this out. Like, fuck it, you know what I'm saying? I'm so proud and just happy for my homie and everything, so I'm going to just take the reins to you and want you to let you speak to the people about what you got going on right now, man. Uh, so, as you may know, um, I am one half of the Divine Council podcast, uh, my co-host, Monquay. He Sad he can't be here tonight, but he you know. He isn't here, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, hearing his, he's here in spirit for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we both have our own separate ventures outside of the podcast that we're doing, and one of my ventures happens to be music. Um, I've actually been doing music for over a decade now, uh, off and on, but recently, over the past year, I've had the capital to put towards it and to take it seriously. So I'm starting off as a rapper. Um, my stage name is, uh, Don Stefan, and then it's, uh, 24 in Roman numerals. The 24 meaning that's the year, 24 years old when I started to take it seriously. So yeah, man, uh, I recently just dropped uh, my first single on all streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, any other major, uh, streaming platforms out. It's called Chess. So, yeah, if y'all get a chance to, go check that out. Yes, sir. Definitely going to drop the links and everything for that. So hype and proud of you for that shit, bro. Like, I've been, he sent me the track ahead of time. I'm like, oh, okay, bro, I hear you on this shit. And then, like, I've gotten other tracks and everything. I'm like, yo, can't wait to hear the project. Ready for this. And go have some dope tings coming out for that when that drops too, bro. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. So, let's get into it to get into, man. Let's do it. Um, some people's poss- possibly album of the year, Freddie Gibbs, Mad Lib, their second outing together, Bandana, coming off the 2014, it's 2014, right? Yeah. Yeah, 2014's Pinata, which, um, yeah, like we started this joint off or whatever, um, get into Freddie Gibbs first, you know, as an artist, your thoughts, let you go first. Severely underrated. Factual. Um, I've been listening to Freddie Gibbs since uh, his album Cold Day in Hell, or yeah. actually mixtape, which I believe dropped in 2011. It's it's interesting how I found out about him um, because when I was coming up, uh, like in high school and whatnot, I would be like on different rap blogs, like Real Talk New York, yeah, like um, Two Dope Boys, yeah, DJ Booth, just trying to find new music. I was doing that all the time, and around. 2011, I want to say, or 2010, I can't remember the year it actually dropped. Right. Double XL, you know, they do their annual freshman cover. And at the time, which I am still a big fan of his, but I grew to like a lot of uh, artists coming up. Right. Um, J. Cole was my favorite rapper at the time. And he was on the list. And that's actually how I found out about him through Real Talk New York. Uh, uh-huh. Shout out to Nigel, Nigel D on uh, Twitter. That's his blog. He was posting J. Cole music, and that was when Cole had just got signed to Jay-Z. And I was like, who's this? And then I found out he was from North Carolina. I was like, oh, shit. So I started looking into his music on that piff, found the warm-up. I think I found a, a fake mixtape called The Blow Up. It had a bunch of his tracks on it, you know, some unreleased or whatnot. And uh, he was on the list of the XXL cover. So I was looking up there trying to find new people. I was like, who's this? You know, I was looking. A bunch of talent. Yeah. Big Sean was up there. Nipsey Hussle was up there. Hell, OJ the Juice Man was up there. Classic. I was fucking with OJ Heavy, too. You know what I'm saying? People right. Underrated, man. I underrated, swear. For his, you know, for his era? Yeah, for dope sure. Dope shit. 
And then I saw this other this bald head dude. I was like, who the hell is this? Uh, his name was Freddie Gibbs, and you know, XXL, They were posting on YouTube freestyles. They posted his, and I remember listening to it. I was like, oh shit, this is kind of hard. So then I started doing research on his music, and then soon after the list, I believe he dropped "Cold Day in Hell," and that shit was like from top to bottom. That shit was fire. I ain't never heard like a rapper like him before at the time, and you know, repping the Midwest, Gary, Indiana, to be specific, home of Michael Jackson, um, the legendary Janet Jackson too. Niggas asleep. Yep, the home of legendary Janet Jackson. Shoot, we gotta. You we ain't know, gonna talk about Jermaine though. We gotta but. give Joe Jackson his credit. You know, he he whooped them kids' ass, but he, he got created them to superstars. Star, superstars for sure. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's the home from the home of Gary, Indiana. Listen to the Cold and Hell Project, one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Neighborhood Hoes on that song, on that album. I, I like to call it an album. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. He he just stood out from there, and I've been following his career ever since. So, yeah, Freddie Gibbs, severely underrated, and I'm happy that he's now uh, garnering the attention that he is receiving because it's well-deserved. And right. Yeah, it's time that people recognize that he is one of the best rappers out. He's my favorite rapper out right now. Oh, shit. So, I was going to say, like, with me, I think I got on maybe, I can't remember if it was before or after Pinata. I heard a couple tracks on Pinata, like the Knicks, you know, Knicks, Lakers, Knicks remix. Um, but I think when I was really like, okay, nah, this dude dope was um that Pronto EP with the three tracks. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. Like hard shit. And from there, whatever, I went back and started listening to old, old shit, you know, Babyface Killer, Shadow of Adele. Oh my god. Like Babyface you said, Killer Hell. one of his best projects, bro. Yeah. Fire, you only live man. twice. The Fendi shit he dropped um last year with, with currency. currency, my nigga. Yeah. Yo, low key slept on shit or whatever. The Freddy EP. Or if I don't even know if it's technically EP, the shit where he's like dressed up like um Teddy Pendergrass. Dude, Diamonds, Diamonds Bruh. 2, that's one of my favorite tracks on that shit. I- I'm going to tell you a track that was like, it- it's not like, I don't even want to say, oh, it's not the best track, but it was just funny to me or whatever. That Feeling like fucking me. Like, I was like, yo, that nigga came, when he came in on his singing shit or whatever. Shit was, shit was genius, you yeah, know. He, he I- did his own uh, version of the, <laughs> the classic Teddy Pendergrass co- um, album cover. Bro, when they, I remember he jumped on Mumani's podcast too, whatever, and I heard him. And that was the first time I wanted to say I really... Just heard a straight up like interview by him. I, I didn't go back and like li- listen to interviews and he's shit. A, he's a funny dude. He's and a like yeah, like I, I realized like yo like 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 because I you know I've always loved the flows and the charisma and just and everything. And I'm like, which you know a lot of people they be like yo you know what I'm saying this shit fake or whatever blah 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 these rappers or whatever like nah get, gangsta give that's some real shit right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, out of all of these rappers that you hear about trapping and you know shooting niggas all that other shit a lot of them is pretending i mean hell in 2019 we got 16 year old rappers okay. video game rappers like little tecca talking about having twin glocks turn you into a dancer nigga never held a gun in his life the only time he held a gun was in gta but that's neither here nor there you know what i'm saying get it how you live you know but a lot of them are pretending because at the end of the day what is the industry they're in they're in the entertainment industry Facts. so are you not entertained so i i don't take any of what they saying to um to heart you know right. I, I take everything with a grain of salt but gibbs over the years of listening to his music right the stuff that he's actually been in the respect that he garners from other rappers that know about him it it led me to the belief that he is speaking the truth in his music and there's not anybody really that has come out and said that, you know, he's a fraud or anything like that. Right. You know? So And like, you know, in the words and I, and I feel like I don't know when I'm a hell I'm a turn I like, I've turned this into like my my catchphrase is really not mine. I've I took this from TLC. That's actual and factual. <laughs> go back. I'm telling you, go back and listen. I forget remember what song, um, but they said it. It's actual and factual. But now, let's go ahead and get in the bandana, man. Let's do it. Opening intro. Origato. Little, dope little intro, whatever, with the, I'm going to say Japanese homie or whatever, kind of like, yo, you know what I'm saying? You niggas or whatever, all this and shit. Yeah. yeah um, what I really took from this, you know, like you said, it's just a short little intro. Right. Um, it's like 20 seconds. Yeah. Oh, no, 30 seconds. You know, I, I he's uh, featured throughout the album, and he's doing interludes, and 
it's it's pretty cool to be honest. You know, that's just the the weird mind of Mad Lib. He just throws yeah. random shit into the um the beats that he does, but it works out well for the album. Yeah, dope little intro goes into the second track, freestyle shit. Freestyle shit. Uh, what I had to say about this was um, going back to my notes from earlier. Right. This was really the intro. You know, they put the pretty much obrigado or obrigado. How do you? How I'm gonna you say, say obrigado. Yeah, yeah. You, you got it. I'm gonna need really your help the, on some other um, titles later. Something like shit. This is really the true intro of the album, and I love love how they put like the the surgeon warning at the beginning. Yeah. Because it's a double entendre. Because Freddie gives a lot of his material, he he references cocaine. Facts. He's providing you dope bars throughout the album, so they're giving you a surgeon warning yeah. because it's it's devastating to society. If you understand that, it's you know it's it's a dope flip of that uh, terminology, and you know on this song, Freddie, you know typical Freddie song. He's talking about a lot of shit, you know that he did in the streets and whatnot, and. I love the sample choice by Mad Lib, and I know you said you you got the samples for each. Yeah, song. I about to say on this one, like I said, I'm gonna come in every now. I'm gonna come in on the tracks that got it with um you know the joint Mad Lib came in here kicked with. Which if we're talking like you know we talking we talking everything as far as like all this shit and all that like I don't know Jordan Pippen or whatever or like just kind of like. Even on some R&B shit, Division. You know what I'm saying? We got a producer, we got a singer. Who? How would you compare Mad Lib and Freddie? Is this like... We talking two NBA players, two stars. Like, what we doing? What you giving them? Mad Lib is Stockton. Gibbs is Carl Malone. Okay. Yep, simple as that. Dig it. But, um, yeah, on the freestyle shit, there's a sample up there by the Revolution Funk from 1970, a track called Elastic Lover. Okay. Like I said, go back and check all these or whatever. But like all the, I mean, all these samples or whatever. And like, I think I had to go back and like check. I'm like, okay, so which one of these, like, cause there's a lot of like beat switches. You know what I'm saying? So many, cause at first I was like, oh, dope beat switch. But if I did that, I would write it on every fucking track. You know what I'm saying? Pretty right, much. Cause right. it's so many tracks up here with that. But as far as this or whatever, just, you know, crazy and everything. Um, I like the Rocky references and everything. Yeah, um, and that's something I was going to get into. Right. The Rocky that he references, not uh, on the later song, Crime Pays, he's not referring to ASAP Rocky. I think a lot of people... <laughs> no, he was, he was actually doing, like, Apollo Creed's character, but he said Carl Weathers. Yeah. Like, is it, like the, the guy that actually played him. Yeah, um, I'm, well... I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but we'll get to it. Right, um, right. Yeah, yeah. I think some people were thinking in that song he was referring to uh, ASAP, but, you know, let's keep going. This was written way, way before that. Yeah. So. um, Next trap. Next track. Good Lord. Do not mind me tonight, guys. Half main, half cocaine. This is one of my favorite songs. Okay. Rip. The first couple seconds, I knew I was going to love this song. Off the first couple that, like off the first couple, niggas crying, never learn. Yeah, yeah, that shit, man. The beat flip on this dude, that shit was brilliant, bro. Like Mad Lib, man. Before Pinata, I didn't know much about Mad Lib, but dude, like he is one of my favorite producers of bro, all crazy. time, of all time, dude. Like that flip, this man made a trap beat. Um, and and that, I heard that was rare because he doesn't do that a lot. He doesn't do trap beats, bro. Like, you right. go look at his catalog, and, you know, it's mostly East Coast stuff. You right. know, soul samples. samples. Um, but he did it, and he does it again on the album later with another beat. But this song was incredible, man. Like, Gibbs flow on this shit. Um, I wrote down that the hook... When the the synth come in, right? You can barely hear the synth, but it's like, niggas turn, learn, never, never learn. Yeah, yeah, that shit sounds so damn like it sounds sinister to me. Like, right? It's some dark. It sounds like some cinematic shit. Like in my head, when I'm listening to it with some headphones on, 
Like, I, I just think that shit was brilliant how they placed that together. And I was listening to an interview that uh, Gibbs did. I think it was with Hot 97. He was talking about, you know, pretty much the whole album, Mad Lib and Gibbs, they were in the studio together. Because, you know, with modern technology, a lot of people, they just send stuff Facts, back right. and forth through uh, email. But, you know, they locked in in the studio because they, they really are like friends and shit. But he was saying that, you know, Mad Lib would just make the beat right in, on spot. And also, to show you the brilliance of uh, Mad Lib, he did all these beats on an iPad. I did hear about that or whatever. And I have a question about that later on when it gets to another track that I wrote down. And I'm like, okay, this is the first time I think I noticed where, like, I want to say Gibbs's voice was kind of, like, lowered. And that, but we're going to get to that later. That's like one like criticism of the album. See, I don't even want to criticize it because like, like when we was watching Dead and Hip Hop while ago and shit, and they were like, yo, we pretty sure that was done on purpose. And I want to say I agree yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, Mad Lib, man, he did all these beats on an iPad, which I think is just Insane. crazy to think. Like, I don't know any producer that does that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, But yeah, Gibbs was saying that Mad Lib would just give him a bunch of beats sometimes, uh, through the recording process and he would just piece them together right so that's why we have so many beat switches on the album is because it's gibbs literally just saying all right let me put that beat with this beat and he's just rapping over it and that shit worked out like magic um and yeah also i love the the ad libs on this track and the coke references yeah um i think he was saying something about a, a snuffleupagus or some shit like it was one <laughs> line let me see if I can find it real quick. Right, okay. He was talking about... I mean, like... The, yeah. Okay, he was like, uh, fuck the needle, she just puff and sniff. Snuff a luffagus. I got strippers on my fucking, li- fucking list. Fuck a bucket list. His flow was just fucking effortless on this song. But yeah. Also, it's going to be a lot of, like, Gibbs bars recited on this. Because, some like, nigga, I mean, like, his flow or whatever just be on some crazy shit or whatever. But, like, you'll catch some bars and you'll be like, wait, 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 what was that? I have to go back and look and be like, yo, what the fuck is this yeah, nigga Gibbs, in on this Gibbs shit? Just, he's, he's not just, like, great at flowing. Like, there's certain rappers that are just all uh, style, no substance. Hey, but if we keep it in the 100, though. ASAP Rocky, he's, I fuck with ASAP, but... Yeah. He's got a nice ass flow, but he doesn't talk about a, a damn thing in his music. But if we Gibbs keep it in a buck, though, a lot of real shit in this album. This nigga gives when I say on like these beats, bro. This nigga was riding the wave like the damn silver surfer, nigga. He <laughs> like we said it was like on a couple like, tracks. We yes. like how the fuck this nigga stay on beat? Like he was just I mean shredding that shit, rocket power that, style, bro. I'm glad that Gibbs found Madlib and Madlib found Gibbs because their sounds match perfectly. Right, it, it's. It's what we needed, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Any final thoughts on that track? Uh, one of my favorites, loved it. Okay. Um, next we got Crime Pays, nigga, Crime Pays. Another one of my favorites. Um, the sample up here, cause okay, at first I knew it was not Michael Jackson. I knew it wasn't, but it gave me kind of like Jackson vibes. If that makes any Who's sense. The sky? Right. And they will be high. You ran up. Bro, that, oh shit was crazy, right? Was, um, oh, I loved it. I it loved was it. Uh, okay. The joint is um, called "Free Spirit" by Walt Barr. Never heard. of It's him, from 1979. I want to go check, back. And, I want to check out his. Go music back and now. peep that joint. Um, it's crazy, bro. I listened to it earlier. This, this song is a classic Mad Lib with the the production, <laughs> the soul sample. Right. Um, it was so smooth, it, it, dude. It felt like to me, it felt like. It could have been a bonus track on, like, Pinata. The way it sounded when I first heard it, I was like, yeah, this fits in perfectly with that um, Pinata album that they did. And also, I wanted to give a nod to the socially conscious bars of uh, Gibbs on yeah. this album and on this song in particular. You thinking of the same bar I'm thinking of? You can go ahead and... Homeboy called that... Eight- oh, let me see, um... Oh, homeboy called that HIV. He lived and he died by um by his hoe. Uh, have you ever hit the same bitch before? Nobody no, knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> Bruh, yeah, he was talking that real shit. Niggas be fucking these hoes and say fuck insurance and doctor visits. Bruh, like, Bruh. the Gibbs is, like, his voice, 
He's got a like honestly one of the best rap voices I think too. I'm about to let's speak on that real quick because like for example I feel like that's when a lot of people say like with Ross for example right like yeah. his voice is just so like yo Gibbs like 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 when we talk about something like Gary and Anna shit just like roughneck nigga whatever like his voice like it really it, it yeah. Bitch, I've got the fame and the fatty fame. I'm like, yo, it, it sounds that, like it was hurt, man. Shit. It, it feels like at times you could maybe paint a uh, comparison to DMX with how his, his uh, conviction and his voice sounds, but they're different artists. But yeah, it's kind of like that. And yeah, without, what I was saying about Socially Conscious in the Crown Pay song, Here's some lyrics. Diamonds in my chain. Yeah, I slang, but I'm still a slave. Twisted in the system, just a number listed on the page. He he right. does that throughout the album. He speaks some real ass shit. He'll just drop it here and there, and then he'll go back to, you know, being introspective of his days in the streets. Right. But uh, Gibbs has a lot to say. He had a lot. He was calling people out left and right on his album, which <laughs> I actually, I fuck with that because it shows to me that Gibbs... He really does not give a fuck what people think about him. He's all about the artistry. You know what I'm saying? And this is what I was talking about earlier um, with the Rocky. He he said, uh, and Rock, he done went and bought Jeezy a pair of shoes. That nigga was dick sucking. People thought he was talking about ASAP Rocky, but um, Gibbs cleared that up in an interview, and he was saying that was one of his homeboys. One of his homeboys, when he was signed to uh, Jeezy, right? Jeezy was like, he need a new pair of shoes, I think, for like a, a show. And mm-hmm. one of Gibbs' homeboys, they went and bought him some shoes, but Gibbs wasn't there. Okay. And then they brought uh, Jeezy the shoes, and Jeezy was like, nah, these ain't it. And then he just <laughs> gave them to one of his homeboys. And then they called uh, Gibbs and was like, yo, Gibbs, man, we need money, our money back. We just spent it on these shoes for Jeezy. He didn't even want them. And then Gibbs was like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck you buying a, that nigga some shoes for? Like, that's some goofy-ass shit. Like, yeah. y'all niggas was dick-sucking. So that's where that comes from. So, yeah, Gibbs, he calls out people left and right, and you'll hear that more in the um, the remaining songs. I got a couple more to talk about. Um, Track five, Massage Seats. Uh, massage Seats, I think this beat is super unique. Like... I don't know how, like, Mad Lib, where the fuck he got this sample from, but... Um, it's Radio Dance Hall Live by Tanner Saul, Yami Bolo, and Joe Lickshot from 1991. Never heard of those people in my life. Never either, facts. But Gibbs fucking was flowing like crazy on this shit. And I was like, bro, like, I don't know how he flowed over this shit because this beat is so unique. It's so different than, like any of like any of the other beats that are on this album i would say this is the most experimental um but nonetheless gibbs still went crazy with his flow i also love the Pac reference he was talking about he went machiavelli on the hughes brothers yeah okay right yeah. i caught that one because you know a lot of people say there's similarities between gibbs and Pac, not just in uh how they look, but also what they they talk about in their music. So I thought that was pretty cool. That Wrongfully he, accused he as well, but you know, yeah, he threw that in there. Throw that in, you know. But yeah, I think it's a it's a solid track for sure. <sighs> I have been waiting. I've been waiting. It's not my favorite track. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way now. It's not my fave. But when I saw the track list and I saw track six, what'd you say it was called again? Palm Olive. Okay. Featuring Pusha T and Killer Mike, so I did not know that Killer Mike didn't have a verse up here, right? Yeah, but it actually worked. I fucked with him on the hook. I don't know how the hell he was one up there and just did a hook or whatever, but it worked. Gibbs smacked it, and I'm gonna go ahead and say this now. Put well, shit. I don't think it's controversial. Pusha had the hardest verse by a guest feature. I'm not going to call it the hardest verse on the album because I feel like Gibbs was going, he was spitting his ass off the whole album. But as far as like, just this, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, like features. I took a risk. I took a brick. Took a road trip to a Motel 6. Get it wholesale and you know I won't tell shit. Ride coattails, then he really want that lit. You know, Pusha T, he was painting pictures with this shit that he was talking about. 
Like, Obama let me in the like White House even though he knew I was a, a criminal. criminal. He made you feel like he was right there when he was chopping the bricks up. You know what I'm saying? Like, him and Gibbs are two of the more mainstream rappers that still keep that coke rap alive. And... You know, Pusher, he's at the highest level with that. You also, know before it with even got references. to Push, like, when I heard the beat, I said, oh, Push about to go stupid on this. Like, that, it, it sounded like a beat Pusher normally gets on and shit. So I said, oh, this nigga, like, it went right up his alley. And I was watching an interview that Mad Lib and um, Gibbs did prior before you come came over, bro. And, like, it was with Billboard, and they were saying, like, um, you know, how'd you pick the collabs or whatever? And Gibbs was like, at first... He thought he was just going to, he didn't want no collabs on this joint, but he was like, people just kept hitting him up or they was in the studio or be around. And he was like, I couldn't say no. You know what I'm saying? He's like, how the fuck I'm going to say exactly. no to certain people and shit. You know what I'm saying? So all this, so that's dope. But before I let you go back in and everything, um, like I said, like we, we was talking about it and everything, shout out Mad Lib. Um, these are both tracks from 1973. You got Cry of a Dreamer by the selvers i don't know if i said that right but you guys probably know i'm talking about just look it up cry of a dreamer and could have been worse by dab sugar willie that sounds like an old school like pimp nigga hey dude sugar willie (laughs) sugar willie hey shout out to sugar willie if you're still alive or if you're not also the next track coming up or whatever but when we get to that also features the same track cry of a dreamer by the Silvers, or you want to, we want to pronounce it, but uh, but yeah, finish, still on track six. Yeah. yeah, finishing up with uh Palm Olive, uh dope track throughout. Um, I think everybody delivered on this song. I would give the nod to Pusha T. Yeah, for having. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say he ate Gibbs though, because some niggas like nah, you ate him. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, he ain't, he didn't but, eat him or whatever. It was like he got him in a foot race, but it wasn't a damn Usain Bolt length. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is Facts. a song that actually leaked early before the album came. Oh, okay. Out. And people were saying, you know, it was controversial because Gibbs on the song pretty much said that, you know, he's anti-vax. He said (laughs) in the lyrics right here, 2018, I'm finna reclaim my fucking time to cop the roly flooded Maxine Waters. Fuck your poison. Keep your vaccines off us. And people were like, what is he talking about? Vaccines off us and stuff. Well, if many of you know or if you don't know. There is an anti-vaccine movement that has been going on for some time now. And a lot of people have an issue with it because, you know, they say kids need to be vaccinated for public schools, you know, because these um, diseases, they can spread easily throughout, you know, airborne illnesses throughout schools and stuff, which right. I understand that. But me, I'm going to say, on the other hand, as a black man, I'm not with getting vaccines and I don't see it happening for me no time soon because of the history. If you look at the Tuskegee Airmen experiments that happened on what they did to black people, then you would get why a lot of us feel this way, you know? So it's something to do research on and to form your own opinion about. And I'm not going to get into the, um, the details of it on this podcast, but yeah, I just wanted to point that out there. Right. Um, Track seven, fake names. Um, uh, fake names. I I think this was a really dope track. Um, you know, Gibbs gets really. I want to say this is the one where I'm thinking like, yo, this was probably the hardest like beat change or whatever. Is that and that's like, what this I wrote. shit was that's what I, stupid. Like that's what I wrote oh in my, my notes on the God. way here. Another dope beat uh, switch. And Bruh. I said this specifically, Gibbs cut through the beat like a Japanese steakhouse chef. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga! Yeah. Yo, fam, oh my God, like, as far as the track or whatever, like, he even said it or whatever, like, yo, you know, we're using fake names or whatever, because, like, you know, you're not going to incriminate yourself and shit. He even said, it, well, I can't remember the bar, but he was like, yo, you know what I'm saying, such and such, but I ain't going to say his real name. Yeah, I like, know exactly what you're talking about. Like, oh my God, Gibbs, man, like, just. And the whole time I was listening to whatever, I just had to keep saying, like, yo, it's not pinata, it's not pinata, it's not pinata, this is bandana. And, like, I don't, like, like you know, the, the classic Hove line or whatever, like, yo, you want my old shit, go listen to my old shit or whatever. Niggas only gotten better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like it, it's, and 
Yeah. I'm going to continue to mention, like, the nigga's flow and everything. Like, the nigga just goes in there and, bro, just be and, crazy and with this shit. the thing is with Gibbs is, like, he's not just some, like, street rapper or coke rapper. He's versatile as he's So proved. introspective. Yeah, very introspective as he's proved on this album. You go listen to Freddie with, like, different vibes he's got. And I would say he's great at picking beats as well. Oh, my God. Ross level like picking beats like A and R type shit. You yeah, know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. Uh, ready for the next one, bro? Yeah, let's go. Track eight, flat tummy T. Now, when I first saw the name, I was like, "Yo, this nigga about to diss IG models." Flawless. This song. Is, this nigga snapped. <laughs> it's a ten, this is a ten out of ten song for me. Like, okay, this is everything you want in a Gibbs track. Like, I love the socially conscious uh, lyrics he was talking about. You know, not white uh, Jesus took white Jesus off of the horse. Yo, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, six thousand years is up. Kings of the Earth is back. There was a Godfather. Shout out Madlib. There was a theme from the Godfather up on this. And a song called um, All I Need Is You by Starshine from 83. Stacking niggas like cargo over and under me. Pick cotton balls and the coca leaf off the money tree. Niggas won't let you live in peace, but love to see you rest in peace. Broken popping and drinking on the rest, they got the best of me. He was talking that real shit on this song. You know, he was calling niggas out like Spike Lee. You know what I'm saying? He he was saying... uh. Let me go to where where was that real quick. Because uh, he had took it. Fuck Spike. He fuck Spike. He mostly showed Malcolm on coke and white horse. If you watch the Malcolm X movie directed by Spike Lee, Denzel Washington played the hell out of the Malcolm X role. Kill that shit. But it shows Malcolm X as like a coke head in the beginning of the movie and specifically messing with um white women which i i mean i don't care about you know people you know you can date whoever you want love whoever you want or whatnot right but the to show that at the beginning of the movie i i get where gibbs is coming from you know because we look at uh malcolm as a leader specifically for the black community and right. to show him like out there like that it was kind of fucked up but I mean, if that's who he was at the beginning, then I mean, right. it and is it's like I, I know Charlemagne says that all the time or whatever. He's like, "Yo, that's what's wrong with with this era," because he was like, "People don't let people change." Like he said, you know, back in the day, if you never let people change, Malcolm X never, like Malcolm Little, never would have became Malcolm X. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Correct. So like, it's, it's pretty much that in a nutshell. But go ahead. But yeah, man, this uh, this song was great. You know, Gibbs was rapping like he had nothing to lose on this. <sighs> Bruh. So yeah, my ne- this next track, this next track, bro, track nine, situations, my favorite track. Okay. So I heard the beat, right? I said, "Yo, this some dark shit." You know what I'm saying? And I said, "Yo, Gibbs about to go in." Thirty minutes in, I hadn't even finished the track. I said, "Oh yeah, that's my fave." And that was hard because, like, coming off, I was like, "Yo, it might be this Pusha T Killer Mike shit." Cause them niggas went off. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, and then when it finished, I'm like, yep, that's it. That's it. This this is what I mean. Like I said, I, I've been enjoying myself the entire time listening to it. And then it got here and I was like, this is it. This is, yes. Like, Mad Lib, shout out. Um, the sample is Fuck You Friday by Thaddeus Matthews, actually from 2018. So something, something new. Yeah, Go. and I love the, the ending with the... I don't give a f- shit Saturdays. Oh, with the with the um with the uh, preacher that cusses. Yeah, the cussing preacher. The cussing, uh, cussing preacher. This I shit was, was funny as hell, bro. I thought it was dope, you know, that they added that. You know, um and I would say about this track, it was another trap beat by Madlib and it was yeah. done great once again. I thought it was a solid track overall. You know, Gibbs was like painting pictures with his lyrics on this song. Bro. You know, about situations he dealt with when he was uh still living living in the streets. And yeah, I just think that again, Gibbs is just showing why he is one of the best rappers out today. 
bro, I mean, went in, fam. Like, I mean, I just, uh, like, I, if if I just go through bars or whatever, we'll be here all night or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 1989, I seen my nigga bleed. Uncle stabbed a nigga in his neck and hit him in his knees. Turned turned arcade into a stampede. Mother- I'm playing Pac-Man centipede. Motherfuck Jeff Sessions, M- motherfuck Jeff Sessions. I'm selling dope with a weapon. Only union some of me and my niggas got is the Western, bruh, bruh. He this... was uh, he was speaking that real shit up here. <laughs> I mean, I was like, yo, when I caught that Jeff Sessions shit, there, I cried. I was like, yo, yeah, oh, bruh. Let me go back, or whatever. Uh, okay, track ten. Giannis featuring Anderson Pack. Before we even go in or whatever, um, I'm just going to say coming off everything, you know, Gibbs been doing or whatever. And like I said, with the Freddie album, my nigga, my nigga mentioned LeBron like three different times up there and shit. And every time I did it, I was going off because if y'all know, y'all know that's my nigga or whatever. So when I saw Giannis, I'm like, yo, I think Giannis was referenced one time in there or whatever, like, yo, real G's, um, real G's moving sounds like, like Giannis, Giannis or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Which I'm like, oh, double entendre. The G and Giannis is silent. So Anderson Pack, when I saw it up there or whatever, I was okay, cool. Um, dope on the hook. Rapping Anderson isn't really my fave, but you know, like as far as like just singing and hooks and shit, Pack don't miss. Pack yeah. does not miss. I mean, that my nigga's ten out of ten, like I every time. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, like you said, the beat was dope. Pack's hook was great. Had a little bit of like the say it loud, like for yeah. like James Brown joining there or whatever, like he's, real little quick that snippet. Soul. That joint was he's dope. He's got that soul in his his voice for sure. Um, there was one lyric mention that I had to uh, had to mention if I can find it. Hit me, bro. Hit us with it. It is. Industry got you sleep, bitch. I'm woke. I know the devil. These niggas be falling off every day like Ace Hood, Roly Bezel. Yikes! When he said that shit, I was like, I had nothing but a smile on my face. I was like, yo, he's he's going crazy on this album. Like these references, you know what I'm saying? If any of y'all know about that Ace Hood incident, that was a classic moment in Black history. Uh, Yikes! But yeah, yeah, this song was dope all together. Like you said. Uh, Pack, he's not the best rapper, but you know he does his thing specifically on hooks. You know, if y'all haven't heard his albums, you need to go. And back. I actually need to go back and revisit them myself because only one I halfway know go is listen the, to Malibu is, um, right now. Go listen to Malibu right now if you haven't heard it. You know his latest album Ventura is, is solid. And I heard people shit on Oxnard, yes, but it's still yes, pretty Lord. damn good. Yes, Lord is fucking incredible. With uh, knowledge, shout out to knowledge. Yeah, his album Oxnard has some hits up there too, but you know, people were asleep on that. But yeah, this song was dope all over. All, well, overall. Right. <sighs> I know we spoke about this before we even started talking, bro. Track 11, Yesterday, Practice. You were mine. I'm going to get into the Mad Lib joint early or whatever. Um, I love that sample. Donny Hathaway, make it my your favorite, own. Probably my favorite beat on the album. And, and one of the slowest ones too. One of the yeah. slower ones, but it, it, it just was, fucking worked. It was such, worked. A, it was such it worked. a ni- nice change of pace for the album, right? Because you know Gibbs, you know his his whole persona is that he, you know, he's this street rapper, you know, that was in the street selling that white, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, you hear all these bangers and whatnot. Then you come to some shit about him being in a polyamorous relationship with two women yeah and you know saying you know he made two commitments to them and he got caught up and he's uh dealing with the black men still don't cheat though but you know yeah yeah and then on the second verse he's touching on his relationship with the streets all over this track man um this is probably some of the most vulnerable shit you'll hear from Gibbs. So the joint that hit me was the line. <laughs> I admit I got a bit jealous when you was um at Floyd Crib stripping. He was naming motherfuckers like, like yeah. I'm like, wait, oh, that is like, a straight whoa. reference. Yeah, like yeah, like we don't know who we're talking about, but somebody is out here like, oh shit. Yeah, that's. Pfft. 
<laughs> yeah, but yeah, this uh, this this song was really dope to me. Uh, Love the beat. Was it Donny Hathaway? Yeah, on the sample. Yeah, Love Donny it. Hathaway. Mad, Mad Lib killed it on the production. So yeah. The next track, track twelve, Cataracts. One of my favorite songs off the album. Let me just say, is that it your favorite? Not yet. It might be. It, it might, might be. It's, it's between. This, I ain't gonna lie. It's, it's in my this, top three. It's between this and Half Man, Half Cocaine. Okay. Yeah, those two tracks. This song, man, I, bro, like this. The beat. So, like when shit, I first when I first saw the title, when I first saw the title, like Cataracts, I'm like, oh, we about to get like some weed bars and shit, some Smoke Dizzy type, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, some him and Smoke Dizzy type shit or whatever. Maybe you know what I'm saying? Even this ain't no track. Just put me on the damn astral plane. That and, and you know I, when you first came in. That when you first came in, I was um I had I found I pulled the sample up. Yeah. It's by an artist or whatever called We. Uh huh. Like W E E from seventy six. It's called Teach Me How. That shit was okay. insane. Remember, I was, we were sitting there trying to figure out where the fuck is where does this sound familiar from? And you actually brought up like yo, it's some Monica. Like it sounded like some Monica joint or whatever. And I couldn't go back and find that, but it possibly because like once you like brought up, I'm like yo, that Loki does sound like that shit Loki like a little bit. Yeah, but this man, I love the the flow on this. Uh, I love his lyrics. You know, again, socially conscious. Oh, I also loved how Madlib was doing the ad libs in the back. If that oh, was that him. was Madlib. I think that was him. He was okay. like, "Yeah, it's that new King. You know, that new Madlib." I think that was Madlib doing that. I'm, okay, I'm not for sure about that, but I, I thought that was really dope how they did that. But yeah, man, the sample man, um, and what Gibbs was talking about. <gasps> I'm pulling up the <clears> lyrics. <throat> I mean, Fuck Generation X, this generation genocide. Your social stat make you fantasize by the homicide. To me, the god of lies, the black man personified, anticipating the killing my own in search of wealth. Should be, should he, should he come knocking at the door of your home? You know we don't fit death. Knew the Lord was in the room. My daughter took her first breath. Cold turkey on the dope had to gain the knowledge of self. Gibbs is spin that heat on this shit. Bro. And yo, Steph he just went, killed this shit and everything. Word up, Steph just killed that shit. When I tell you, like, like sometimes I be like. Gibbs' his voice control and the fact he can fit that many words on like one, I guess it's the word stanza, and that shit still fit in there is insane. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah, that that's talent for sure. Like, I just That's talent. Def, sure. Like I said, standout track, man, which I mean all of these are standout tracks, but like just I told you when they got to this one or whatever too, and then like that beat and everything, I'm like, oh my God. <sighs> I'm getting yeah. into the nitty gritty right here, bro. Let's go. Track 13. Goddamn. Goddamn. Let me say this off rip. Um, this If there was a song on this album that I wasn't feeling like that, I thought it was a solid track. Yeah. It would be this. This song right Understandable. here. Understandable. I agree with you, I, man, I just, to a degree. I yeah. mean, it, you know, it was Gibbs, when he was speaking on the song, it was solid. But at the end, towards the end, he pretty much was just, like, shouting out people, you know, his homies, and yeah. free my homie, free my nigga, yeah, yeah. And so the beat went off, and he started talking, like, at the end of the song. Right. It was just, like, a, a lackadaisical flow that he had on the song. And, you know, I kind of I felt like he could have did more of that beat. So, again, solid track for me, but I would say it is one right, of like, the There's the no bad tracks or whatever, but, like, because... Yeah. You might look at me crazy. I didn't really rock with the outro like that. It's coming up, but I didn't. I mean, it wasn't my fave. I was just kind of like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, honestly, the track before it, which is actually next, I feel like if that was the outro, would have been way better. Like, I could have did without the final track. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. With that. But, uh, yeah, the goddamn song, all together. It's a cool track. It's not right. one of my favorites or anything. But yeah. It's not a bad song. It's just, you know, just kind of eh. And much. I don't want to say, because Gibbs is not the dude that makes filler. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's not that guy. But, like, if you want to call something a filler track. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, get, like, you know, Goddamn was a filler track or whatever to a degree. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I just want to say this or whatever, because <sighs> track 14. Last time we did some shit or whatever, this nigga Steph just kept calling this nigga Yasin Bay, and I'm like, nah, you mean most Steph? Yasin Bay. And on this next track, Education, 
featuring Yasin Bey Get it right, and bro. Black Thought Get of the right. Roots. Yasin Bey, nigga. Yasin. Well, first off, where the fuck did he find Yasin Bey? Second he off, he was in Africa, bro. He was like, he okay. Was, so second off, did he fly to Africa? Or did he send? The, did he send the track over? Well, okay. I was I was joking about that, but during this is off topic a little bit, but Go ahead. during the life of Pablo, uh, Kanye was trying to get. I believe most deaf on the album, but most deaf was uh Yasin Bay. Yasin Bay. He <laughs> was in Africa and he couldn't leave because of some situation. I think he was accused of something that he didn't Yikes. do. And on Kanye's uh website at the time, there was a message from Yasin Bay. Right. Pretty much giving him, you know, Kanye blessings for the album and whatnot. So yeah, that's where I referenced that at. But uh I don't know, man. Yasin Bay, man, you know, he 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 pops up. He's sort of like Andre three thousand at this point. He's like a rare Pokemon. You never know when you're gonna hear from him again. You know, I, I, bro. So it's like pretty much a Jay Electronica like track. Pretty much what nah, you're saying. Nah, because nah, Jay ain't even released the proper album yet. So I we mean, can't, well, <laughs> we, can't, we can't even mention him with these guys because he ain't even put out a proper album yet. So yikes, my nigga Andre three thousand and damn Star Wars. Star uh, Starbucks playing the damn flute. <laughs> I've, been, I've been drinking a little bit, but yeah, he and damn Starbucks playing a fucking flute. Like nigga got an iPhone five or five or iPhone six, just living life. Damn niggas with niggas with iPhone six is about to come and attack us now. For real though. <laughs> oh but man, yeah, this man, this this song, bro. Yeah, incredible, bro. From start to bottom. I mean, to, from start um, to finish. Oh, also, before we even get before we get out of it or whatever, which I mean, of course, we didn't even got into Black Thought yet. Um, the Mad Libs join on this. It's a track called Dance Music by R.D. Berman from 1976. If you guys are like, yo, where have I heard this track from? It's the same one that Kanye referenced or a.k.a. sampled on Bonjour off the Nazir album from last year. Bonjour. Which... I thought wasn't as trash as everyone thought it was, and I actually enjoyed Bonjour, but you know, solid. You know, Nas. I just thought niggas was upset because it was Nas, but like if that was anybody else but Nas, niggas be like, "Yo, this a dope album." I enjoyed it, but I don't care. It was seven tracks, and I fuck with four out of seven. Nas didn't know what to do with all that dope production. He's used to them. them (laughs) He's used to them damn sound click beats. If you know about sound click, that's what he's used to. He's used to them damn sound click beats when he's not working with Large Professor. You saying this from a nigga that, well, shit. I, I mean, Mad Lib made this whole thing on an iPad. Ain't that, ain't that what apparently Nas have been rapping on? Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, Nas shit. raps for a damn child support checks now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, I'm fucking with y'all, but. Nah, I mean, Nas to me, though, on that Nas Air album, it sounds like he wasn't interested in rapping. Yeah, he, and it was wild, too. And I'm like, I feel like, I don't think we've had this conversation. When you say he wasn't rapping interested or whatever, I get you. I mean, he still has some hot bars or whatever, but like the track that he put on um, Swizz's album Poison, uh, Swizz's yeah. album, that Poison track, was, I, was that, I know what you're yeah, yeah, you talking about. That was probably harder than anything he delivered on Nasir, so I get what you're saying. Hey, man, Nas album done on the DJ Khaled album. Oh, my God. That shit he, was fucking fire, that, bro. Like that, that shit was crazy. Fam, can, but yeah. Go back in time and let's talk about whenever you first saw that track on the album and it was called Nas album done. What would you expect? He did with Travis Scott because that shit didn't work out same in my what? opinion. He did what? He did a song with Travis Scott on that same album. I must have skipped that because I don't go remember. Go back and look on that uh, DJ Khaled I, album. I definitely must have skipped that because I no offense, I don't think I ever want to hear a Travis Scott Nas record. I didn't think that either. I was like, what the fuck? Travis Scott Nas, it's, it doesn't work on paper. That's and, how, it, it didn't, <laughs> and it didn't work. That's not like mixing Kool-Aid with, God, I'm trying to think of something, just soda or something. Yeah, man. Ugh, like, that, it's, not, it's not the same. Yeah, it, it didn't work out. But, um... Back to what we were talking about. Um, Yasin Bay and Black Thought. Yasin Bay and Black Thought. Black Thought smoked this shit. Not to say Nazim Bay didn't, because, like, yo, Nazim, like, went off and shit, but, like, I thought Black Thought and Gibbs was like. Loki, I didn't know the Black Thought and. Um, Black Star album? I, I still need to go back and listen, because I, 
I haven't went back and listened to a full project from them, and I know I'm doing a disservice by not doing that. So. I don't know full albums, but I know certain records, so I can't say shit either. Yeah. I know Ted Lib's still out here doing his thing. Yeah, Talib, you know, he's, he's still doing his thing, but, you know, it's not garnering that much attention because that's just the era of uh, hip-hop that we live in. A lot of the bullshit goes noticed, and a lot of the real hip-hop shit goes under under the rug Facts. but it's, it's all good because the people that know they know people that fuck with this album you in the know you're not a casual listener if you listening to this album i'm about to say that's fast i don't know people who are just like yo I let see, me listen to this freddie gibbs dude for the first time i posted this in our group chat nobody except for um mook said something nobody and we got like a group chat with like eight people in i it. think it's eight yeah i don't think any of them know really about dude's music like that except for me and him so yeah did you know we be matter of fact, I remember like whenever I was talking about Freddie and shit like a year ago or whatever and I was like yo y'all niggas fucking with this Freddie or whatever and you was the only person to reply on that shit maybe too like we didn't we the niggas that be like yo if we fuck with Gibbs like I mean if you a music head like me and Mook are then yeah you get it and this isn't just with like hip hop and stuff too like I was saying with your um your review you had did with uh, Tucker of, of Tuxedo. Yeah. I haven't listened to the new album. I've heard some of Tuxedo's music before. Okay. You know, I know they do like that dance kind of like... Um, the modern day Shalimar. It's kind of like a... Uh, it's like a... It reminds me of Mark Ronson. He's hard, bro. He is so slept on, but hard, bro. But yeah, yeah. Mayor Hawthorne is a part yeah. of the Tuxedo. See, I know uh-huh. my shit. Yeah, because... Um, see, I don't just listen to it. We don't... We See... If, if you're a music lover, you don't just, like, box yourself in with one music genre. We love Factual. hip-hop, but we listen to everything. I listen to everything. Hell, I was listening a couple months ago. I looked on my damn timeline. A fucking uh, Casey Musgrave song was playing. Bruh! That shit was Bruh, I don't I've, know what the name of that song is. I, I think slow I burn. It was like a disco sound. Oh, song. never mind. Never mind. You got to put me on because I know the intro. I was, listening to, I was like, yeah, this shit kind of hard. The intro to her like, album. The intro to her album, Slow Burn, yo. That's the track. Like, one of my niggas got me on and shit. And they was like, yo, this Casey Musgrave shit. Like, niggas was talking about whatever when she got album of the year. But, like, it low key slaps, though. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, like, so I heard the first track and I was like, yo, this Slow Burn shit kind of hard. I was like, oh, I, got, I got a little bit of everything in my music library. You know, and that, this just goes out to anybody. You know what I'm saying? If you, you love music and shit, don't be afraid to, to go out and venture because of what your friends may think. My, my nigga, I got like metal. I got metal in my library. I haven't listened to it in a while, but I got pretty much everything in my music library because, I mean, I am an artist myself. So right. I like to just listen and try to get ideas and shit to, you know, craft or whatnot, but just listen because I love just hearing different sounds that I've never heard before. Expand your horizon. Exactly. So, with that being said, mm. this education song, yeah. Uh, my last note on the song was that the socially conscious bars they spit on this shit yeah. match perfectly with this beat. And what did you think about the, like, the whole thing? I don't, there was there really kind of technically wasn't a hook they were just like education and like the whole beat would stop and it didn't start back until like a new artist started spitting what'd you think about that like the format at first it kind of threw me off but like i kind of liked the fact that it was different it yeah it was something that if you look if you're used to listening to like top 40 music you're gonna be like what the fuck is this shit because it's not anything like it not like these Again, I'm going to reference them again. It's not no damn little Tekka. It's like that doom, 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 doom. It's not that type of rap. It's yeah. on some dusty beats. Like It's on some dusty, like... Digging through the crates type shit. Drums from fucking Drumline. Like some drums that have been in the closet for a minute and they just got dusted off recently. That's what it... These type of beat, These type of drums, that's what's on this, uh, this song right here. So if you went to that type of rap, then yeah, this is some shit. You probably be like, oh damn, this kind of catch you off guard because you're so used to all these hooks and shit. You gotta have a bridge here, a hook here, verse here, then another um, hook, then the, a verse. The quote unquote traditional formula. Yeah, this isn't a traditional rap song by any means. Loki, this album is. I mean, nothing about nothing about this album and or Gibbs is traditional at all. So I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say um, I wanted to point out some of the lyrics real quick. This is what it This is uh, Yasin Bey on his verse. He uh, opened up the song. 
He said, they go in one way. They come out crazy. Peace preparatory school, emperors and conquerors, pharaohs and followers, goblins and monsters, stone hearts, jewels and gold for the fools. The bones of the innocent is buckles on their boots. The jail overcrowded, they empty out the school. See the devil twitching, ears itching from the truth. Strange fruit, cyanide, so souffle and soup. It's tasty for a few, a murder for the group. A dead end street with the lemonade stand. Where is the sky and upside down land? That question is hard if you can't see the stars. I'm really not sure. Ask me tomorrow. He was... Yeah, yeah I seen Bay whatever. In that that fucking verse, like off the rip, and what you said earlier about the mixing. Yeah, if you're not really listening, you're not gonna catch this. But he was saying a lot of shit in that verse. Um, but again, like you said, I think they mixed this album like this on purpose. You know, mm-hmm. some of the bars like gives his voice on some of the songs that it's very low. Yeah. You know, and it's even with the headphone, a good pair of headphones on, you're like, what the fuck? Actual and factual. My God. You know, but um, it gives you that, like, that quote-unquote, that dusty feel. You know what I'm saying? For my, my, my New York niggas, you know what I'm saying? It gives you that dusty, you know, that grimy shit, that grimy feel. That, that It gives you that East Coast feel to the music. So, I think it was dope. And um, you got anything else to say about this track? See... I don't, and what's wild is as long as we just went in and like ran and everything, like niggas be like, "Yo, that was their favorite track or whatever." It, it, it was close. It, I ain't gonna front. Dope, like I fuck not, with situations or whatever, but like Monet, I cataracts, I, uh, one half man, half amazing. If you know the, if you know the discography slash hip hop portfolios man, of. Yasin Bay I mean, slash half Most Deaf. Cocaine, but yeah. Slash, you know, Yasin Bay, you know, Most Deaf or whatever, and Black Thought from the Roots. You already know. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, this was going to be classic or whatever off rip. Absolutely. And I'm. I'm and honestly, it should have been the outro, but, you know. I, I need to do more research on the Roots, but from what I've oh, heard. Oh, I definitely do, because I have not listened to a full album. Black I have not. Thought is fucking incredible, bro. Like, Crazy. I, I, I need to hear more of his music, you know. I don't think he has that much solo material out there, but I think um, the last thing I heard he, uh, he he went on somewhere and did like a um Flex. yeah I think yeah, he did like eight minutes or some shit he seven went eight crazy minutes crazy on that shit he went crazy he went, on yeah he was ridiculous bro like my god but um yeah man shout out dope Philly track. dope track yeah shout out Philly for sure <sighs> final record on Bandana Soul Right okay. No. I'm not gonna shit on it. I just didn't think like I thought for the outro or whatever. I just felt like it kinda came and went. And coming off the last track or whatever, I was like, yeah, like I am over here like turnt, like, yo, nigga, like these niggas went stupid. I, I'll and then, say this. I, I would say that it was a solid ending to the the album. It wasn't something that's gonna blow you know, blow your head off or anything like that. But it, I think it was dope for what it was. Like I love the beat. I love the hook, like how Freddie came in. Yeah. He was like on, and I'm quoting the lyrics right here. He said, yeah. And I've been struggling my whole life. And then you hear that. The beat come in. Yeah. I pull it up and get my soul right. Like that shit. The way they uh, they mix that. Yeah. I, I thought that shit sounded perfect. But you know, the, I mean, the song is, it's, it's a cool song. But as an ending, it's not something that's like it's gonna wow you or anything like that right um but yeah i thought i thought it was a decent ending to a yeah like i I don't want to i don't want to feel like i'm shitting on it it's just like i just i I was so just on cloud nine coming off the record prior that when it got to this i was just like yo like maybe i needed a break you you go from like 10 to like two real quick damn yeah it was just like yo you know and um i just wanted to throw this in there um On our podcast, the Divine Council podcast, when we were starting out, I was trying to find like some intro music or whatnot. Right. I actually wanted to use this, the Soul Right. Okay. Song like I wanted to use that the beginning that, and I'm just trying to get my soul right, and then just cut out from right there, and then go into what we were talking about. Right. But you know. I was thinking, I was like, I ain't trying to get hit with the damn copyright infringement. Yes, Hello. You know what I'm saying? But, so we didn't go that route. But, um, yeah, man, overall, it was a decent song. But it wasn't one of my favorites. Yeah. So, yeah. 
and I don't I don't want to say that or whatever because it, it like it makes it sound like you end the album on a bitter note, but that's not the case. Oh, I feel like no. if you're listening or whatever, like you know, your opinion may be different from ours, but like we're just speaking how we felt coming off of the track prior. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the track prior just was so it fired on all cylinders, but and this song was just some like. Just chill shit. Like yeah, if you just yeah. on a Sunday, you just chilling at the crib. You ain't got nothing to do. Sit back listening to some music. Yeah. That leads us to the end of this bandana. Fifteen tracks, forty six minutes. And it flies by too. It, it really does. Like I like before like before Steph pulled up, I think I played it like three times or whatever, almost getting into four and shit. Just like, you know what I'm saying? Just going into shit. So I'm gonna go ahead and get your opinion first, bruh. Mad Lib, Freddie Gibbs, Bandana. What do you rate it? Out of ten. Nah. nah. I like that. Nine out of ten. I like that. I like that. So, you know, yep. Don Stefan from the Divine Council Podcast is giving that a nine. And over here, don't bite your tongue with Mookie. I'm gonna give it an eight point five. I think I probably would have gave Pinata a nine or a nine point five. I, I like I still go back and listen here and there or whatever, but I haven't listened in a while. I probably should have went back and listened before this or whatever, but like you know, just I wasn't in the vibe for that. I'm gonna say, but as far like this or whatever, like I just I definitely wasn't disappointed. I don't think you ever. I've never been disappointed by Gibbs. Nah, nah. It is. I mean, like I've heard from him. I don't think I've ever heard anything that's at least a seven. Like everything's an eight and up. Everything that pretty much his work, just him. Um. As the the main, uh, I'm never artist. disappointed. Yeah, he he's very consistent with his music, uh, similar to a currency. Mm. You know, with his project he did with Fetty. You know, that was like we dope. say, currency might not be everybody's cup of tea, but if you rock with him, he's consistent. Like shout with out my his boy music. Q, man. Like I say it all the time, he's the one put me on currency and shit. And actually, yeah, shout took, out Q. took me on my birthday, or at least a week after. We went to Raleigh and shit and saw Currency live. Dopest shit of my, like, I mean, top five moment. Like, that shit was incredible. But it's not everybody's cup of tea, but if you fuck with it, you know what it is. So, same shit here with Gangsta Gibbs. Jet life to the next life. Facts. Also, yo, niggas just leave that um that hot, hot what was it, hot? Hot, hot August night? Yeah, hot August night. Yeah, I need to. It's like 18 minutes, something short and sweet or whatever. One of his little dope EPs, you know. to my library. But, like, yeah, like, same thing with him with Gangsta Gibbs, man. Like, he might not be everybody's cup of tea or whatever, but, like, if you drink from there, you know how dope it is. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, yeah, and then closing. Yeah. I just want to say that, uh, yeah, this is my favorite. I want to go down and say, yeah, this is my favorite Gibbs project. Okay. Um, it's up there with Freddie. It's up there with... Uh, Fucking, um, I, I think the, time's gonna do it for me. What's the the twenty twelve the uh, still still lit? Uh, but no, Babyface Killer. Babyface Killer. That's one of my favorite Freddie projects. And then you got the You Only Live Twice. Yeah, that's another one of my favorite. I, I was late to that one. I was kind of late to that one because I don't know what was going on with me in twenty twelve. I mean twenty seventeen. So I didn't listen to it like to a couple of months after, and I was like, and yo, then, and then, yeah, Pinata rounds out my my top five Freddie projects. But yeah, incredible right. project uh, from start to bottom. Facts. And I'm excited for their next project with which they already uh, announced, which is called Montana. Okay. Yeah. So that should be coming hopefully within a couple years. But yeah. In closing on this or whatever, I feel like this was a dope review. This is a dope album. Go give this a spin. You know what I'm saying? It's on all streaming platforms. Also, like we spoke about at the beginning, go check out the Don Stefan or Don Stefan on all streaming platforms and everything. The new track Chess is gonna be in the link is gonna be in the bio. Shout out my man Steph pulling up and everything. And I appreciate all the love. Shout Absolutely. out Divine Council Podcast. You know, all, all the people that, you know, fuck with Divine Council Podcast that gave me love. Man, I, I knew about a dude since I seen him at the damn concert. It was years hey, ago. Hey, that was wild, man. Shout, we, out my, we spoke shout, out my, shout out to my nigga uh Terrell, my homie. My nigga uh, Sean, my nigga AJ, we all were out there at the concert, and I remember seeing him because they knew you at the time from yeah. track. 
I and I didn't know who he was, and they introduced me. Yeah, we linked. Fact, we then, linked up. We linked, we linked up, up and we just rocked years that day. Later, I, I saw him out of nowhere. I seen him at like a. I seen him at a club and it was in my Greenville. birthday weekend. His birthday weekend. I was like, y'all know that nigga, bro. And then I went up talked to him. We linked up. We and me, you, and Quay Clay, actually finished yeah, a whole ass bottle <laughs> that same night because I just kept buying shots. I was like, "Yo, fuck it, I got money. Yeah. It's my birthday, nigga. We turning up." And Quay was like, "Yo, I fuck with this nigga move, man. It's real shit, right?" I'm like, "Yo, it's my birthday, yo. I'm, I'm lit. My niggas lit. Was good." And I remember I told y'all niggas I was like, "Yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about moving up here, whatever." I came like four months later. Yeah, and then like I said, we literally had what we I still call over there on Johnson Street. Oh, bro, I'm telling you, I still call it. It was the best summer of my life. The summer funnest, 16. the best summer, summer of my life. Was crazy, man. <sighs> bro. We got into some wild shit right then, bro. Man, we gotta do a repeat one year. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know if it's gonna be that wild again, but hey, man, like. You know, we we adults. Drinking Tanger Ray you know, at a fucking pool party and shit, sneaking that bitch in. Nigga, niggas was, spilled it in the cooler and that, shit. <laughs> niggas off Molly, niggas off Molly at a damn pool party. Niggas snuck Tanger Ray into the fucking niggas party because we weren't allowed to bring niggas glass. jumping over fences to get into the pool party. Y'all niggas was wildin', bro. bro hey, look, hey, look, look, look. And we talking about early morning going in that bitch or whatever after going out all night and shit and like... Going back to the we spot like and then dra- nothing, and then bro. drinking and chilling to about three four. We did that shit that like night. It was nothing, like, oh, it was nothing, bro. It's, yeah. I always say, man, it's always it's funny and it's ironic sometimes how God puts you around like just dope people, man. But I feel like it happens for a reason, man. For sure. But I appreciate all of it, man. And um, you know, like we say with all this and everything, another dope episode of Oxmalator. And until next time, we 